Welcome to another inspirational message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the word. Are you ready for the word? <laughs> Let's open our Bibles to, to uh, the first chapter of the book of Acts. Let me set us up where we are in the book of Acts. In the book of Acts, Jesus had been ministering for about three and a half years, and then he came to the point where it was time for him to lay his life down on the cross of Calvary for you and for me. And he did so boldly, without shame. The Bible says, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He didn't have to. It was plain. He told the leaders of the nation, I lay my life down, I can take it up again. You cannot take my life from me. He didn't say that you won't take it from me. He said, you're not able to do anything to me that my heavenly Father does not allow. Now that can sometimes make us a little bit, you know, questioning is God allowing this let me tell you nothing's going to happen in your life to you with you or through you that God does not know about that he is not monitoring that he's not keeping his hand on that he's not aware of and does not have the potential to bring glory to his name in his plan God is working all things together for good and that's where we must trust him that's where we must have faith that's where we must Put our hope in him that even though we do not know why, we do not know, uh, you know, uh, this doesn't seem right that Jesus would be beaten with 39 stripes. It doesn't seem right. It didn't seem right to anybody that he would have died on a cross of Calvary between two thieves. You know, we have the book. We can read about it. But the people who were living it didn't have the book. The people that were reading it, they don't have the advantage that you have. They don't know what, they did not know what you know. They were expecting Jesus to break out, to get off that cross, to to, to not be beaten. They were expecting something, you know, miraculous to happen that they considered miraculous. They were expecting him to be king, and they were going to sit on the thrones with him. They were not expecting him to die, but he did. 33 and a half years old. He was buried. They went into an upper room. They went into hiding. They went to a place where they were afraid that the same thing was going to happen to them. Peter even denied him three times. I don't even know the man, he said. Wow. They don't have the advantage. They did not have the advantage that we have. We can read the story. But then we must realize that future generations, should the Lord tarry, will have the perspective of your life, and they will wonder why in the world you didn't trust God since everything turned out so good. Why didn't you trust Him in your moment? Well, it's because all you see is your moment. You don't see. You know, the disciples did not see what their trust in Jesus would do for us. 
They did not see a church reaching around the world with, you know, 70,000 plus people giving their lives to Christ every day. They didn't see the results of their faithfulness. They didn't see churches being built in places. And they did not see those in danger in North Korea and those in China under horrible regimes being reached with the gospel of Jesus Christ because they said yes. They didn't see that. They only saw their moment. We don't see the future either. This is what God requires, that we must trust. We must trust Him. And so here the disciples saw Jesus beaten, crucified, dead, buried. And then when He rose from the dead, even though He told them He would, they still didn't believe it. And he appeared to them, and the Bible says he got onto them. I love that, that King James. He upbraided them for their unbelief and their hardness of heart because they had refused to believe that he would be raised from the dead, even though he told them. You know, some people refuse to believe that everything's going to be okay, even though he said it's going to be okay. <clears throat> even though he said, I will not allow more to come on you than what you are also able to bear. But if some pressure comes upon you, I will present to you a way of escape from that pressure. I will give you an opportunity to get out from under that desperate feeling, that lost feeling. You know, sometimes that way is faith. Sometimes that way is trust. Sometimes that way requires that we have joy in the midst of a difficult moment. And that's what he required of the disciples. That's why the story is put in the Word of God. You know, the Old Testament is 4,000 years of God bringing Messiah to the world. The New Testament is a snapshot of 40 years. About A.D. 27, this is how I'll encapsulate it. This is me uh, uh, and, and my opinion. From about A.D. 27, when Jesus called his first disciple, until about A.D. 67, whenever Peter and Paul were, were martyred in Rome, that encapsulates the New Testament with exception of, of, of the Gospel of John, the book of Revelation. You know, the New Testament was in place. It was, it was all in place. It's a snapshot of 40 years. What the New Testament is is a simple written testimony inspired by the Holy Spirit. Every word inspired and completely 100% inerrant in its original intent to bring to us a message of what one home group in an upper room, 120 people in a home, one home group did because they trusted Jesus. It is a testimony of what one home group did in 40 years. What are you doing with your 40 years? What are we doing with our 40 years of opportunity to carry the gospel to our known world? So here these disciples, Jesus been crucified, dead, buried, resurrected. He appeared to them, and he appeared to them, and he appeared to them, and he appeared to them. <laughs> he was encouraging them, keep having faith, keep trusting me, come on now. But what was the question on their mind? Where do we go from here? 
What's going to happen now? What's next? You see, what they wanted was not what Jesus was going to do. What the disciples wanted was the same thing they wanted before he was crucified. They wanted him to put his crown on, to set up his kingdom. They wanted him to, 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 to put down all of their enemies. And they wanted to just go ahead and, and, and you know, be king. Reveal yourself. Show everybody. And, and then put down, you know, destroy all these wicked people and set your kingdom up so you can rule and reign right now on the earth. So that was on their mind. It was on their mind before he died. It was on their mind, you know, after his resurrection. So Luke records it in the book of Acts like this. Acts chapter 1. Reading from the New King James Version. Verse 6. Now this is after Jesus says, you know, he's appearing to them after his resurrection. And therefore, when they, the disciples, had come together, they asked him, Jesus, saying... Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? This was on their mind. This was on their heart. You know, this was all that they wanted to know. You know, uh, he had told them, hang around in Jerusalem. You're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost. You're going to be baptized with some fire. And they said, okay, are you going to put your crown on now? Are you going to shut this place down? Are you going to judge the world now? Are you going to be king? Are you going to rule and reign? Is this our time to shine? You know, we're, you know what's going to take place? And he just simply told them, you know, uh, verse 7. And he said to them, that's really none of your business. I paraphrase that. Let's read what he really, how, how he said it. <laughs> It is not for you to know the times and the seasons which the Father has put in His own authority. God knows what He's doing. God knows when that's going to happen. And that's really not the focus. And you should stop focusing on when is this junk going to end. When are these problems going to stop? When is this travesty going to end? When are you going to come and show the leaders of this world and all these wicked people, when are you going to shut this down? Well, that's really none of your business. Stop focusing on that. Wow. That's pretty straight, isn't it? Let me talk to you out there because these guys are looking at me like they don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, I see you two out there. Hey, nice robe. Uh, okay, that's just to wake you up and get you back engaged here. I, uh, I know what's on people's mind all the time. When is all of the injustice? When is all of the hurt and the pain and the worry and the fear and the frustration, when is all of this unrighteousness going to stop? Jesus, when are you going to come and judge this world? When are you going to start ruling so that we don't have to keep going through all of these hurts and pains and worries and woes? And Jesus said, listen, it's not for you to know when. That, stop focusing on that, he said. God has that all in control. That's under God's authority. Okay, God knows what he's doing. What's he saying? Just trust God. He said, but let me tell you what you can focus on. Verse 8. 
He said, but you, you shall receive power. You shall receive the miracle-working ability, the strength, the might, the force. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witness to me in the middle of all of this junk, in the middle of all of this darkness, in the midst of all of the problems and the pain and the worry and the frustration and the aggravation, the irritation, the injustice of it all, in the midst of this world, you will have a power. You will get the power, that same power that raised me from the dead. You will get a power, a power of God's own spirit. And it's with this power you will be able to be a witness in the midst of this darkness. And you can stand in your own city, in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and, you know, and, and unto the uttermost parts of the world. Oh. to the end of the earth. You're going to receive the same power that I had to walk in this world without trying to curse it, without trying to destroy it, without fighting it. You're going to be a light that is shining in someone's darkness. And I want you to know that my goal is for you to let your light shine in Jerusalem, in your own area, in Judea, and in all Judea and Samaria, everywhere else that you go, in ever-increasing concentric circles until you reach the whole world. This is what you should be focusing on. I encourage pastors, and I'll encourage you, those of you, I know a lot of you pastors will watch this later. I get texts and, and emails from a lot of you. And, uh, you know, some of you are preaching right now, but when you're finished, you know, uh, preaching, you'll watch this. And, and so let me tell you what I share in pastors' conferences everywhere. That if a church does not have world evangelism, on the top of its to-do list, then you missed the memo. A church that ceases to be evangelistic will become cannibalistic. They will begin to argue over the color of the carpet, the volume of the songs, the temperature of the church. Who got to sit where? Huh? flavor of the coffee <laughs> listen before if you ever find yourself becoming one of those crabby old people become evangelistic put the weight of the world on your shoulders and you will stop being concerned about petty things what are petty things? The petty things are, are the things that literally divide families and divide churches and, and divide communities it's the devil who wants to divide. Our light must shine in ever-increasing concentric circles until we reach the world. That's what Jesus said. In another place, look with me if you would in, in Matthew. Matthew, we call it the Great Commission. That's, that's, that's what Jesus is talking about. In the Great Commission, in Matthew, the 28th chapter, verse number 18 
And Jesus came and spoke to the disciples, saying, All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth. You know, I mean, he has all the authority, but he's got a plan. Verse 19, Because I have been given all authority, I want you to go, therefore. I want you to go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you even to the end of the age. Amen. Wow. It's a great commission. It's our part. It's our focus. Our focus should not be, when are you going to get here and stop this junk? Rather, our focus should be, where's the next place that I need to shine my light? You know, where can I help you? Where can I help others? Because we are in the midst of a world that is waxing worse and worse. I like what Mark said. Look, if you would, over in the book of Mark, in the 16th chapter of Mark. In the 16th chapter of Mark concludes like this in verse 19 so then after the lord had spoken to them after he had told them listen when the lord is coming back when when all this stuff is going to be judged is really not on your plate it's on god's plate what's on your plate you're going to receive power to be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the world. And here's what you do. You go and make disciples of all nations. And you teach them to observe everything that I have taught you. And I'll be with you. I will be with you. And then in verse 19 of chapter 16 in Mark. So then, after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Now get this picture. He sat down at the right hand of God, verse 20, and they went out and preached everywhere. The Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. The Lord, Jesus, sat down and the people went forward. That's where we go from here. Where do we go from here? We go into all the world, we go to our city. We reach out to Beaumont, to Port Arthur, to Orange, to Bridge City, to China, to Nome, to Nederland, to Port Natchez. Where do you go? To your surrounding community. You reach out. Where do you go from here? Everywhere you go. You reach out to your state. You reach out to your nation. And you reach out to the end of the world, to the end of the earth. It is our responsibility to reach people in, in Nederland, and it's our responsibility to reach people in the Netherlands. It's our responsibility. We should shoulder that responsibility. Everyone is called to reach someone, and someone is called to reach everyone. Someone reached you. Someone touched your life with the gospel of Jesus Christ and you said yes you have the great commission to touch someone else as a church 
It is my hope that we would disciple people and give them an opportunity. That God would send people and that we would be able to so impact their lives that they would be a part of reaching Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. That you would be a part. Today, I know that if you have participated in our church through prayer, through worship, through attendance, through, through online, through giving, through, through loving and sharing, that you have an inheritance in heaven because we have invested your prayers. We have invested your, your help. And we are reaching our Jerusalem. People need the Lord. They need a smiling face. They need a hug. Jesus is not mad at sinners. He's not mad at people that are hurting. We shouldn't be either. He loves us. He has a plan for your life, my life. And a part of our plan, a part of His plan for us when we get born again is to be a light shining through the world. Where do we go from here? Not sit around looking for the end of the world. Where do we go? Around the world. We're going to reach people for Jesus. Amen? Amen. Thanks again for joining us for another encouraging word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.